Hello and welcome to Jumpstart Weekly, the weekly podcast where we read every chapter of Shonen Jump on viz.com, as well as another collected volume of manga. I'm your host, Jeremy. And I'm your host, Kevin. I think I did it, Kevin. For the first time in my life, I think I did it. Huzzah. We read Flame of Rekka this week on the recommendation of one of our listeners. Pre-bill. Yes. So if you want to hear about that, you will have to get through all of our other talk or skip to the time code that Kevin put in the description. Yep. But before that, we have what feels like a massive Shonen Jump to me, but that's just because it's getting back to like its regular size and it's been small lately. Yeah, it's at 19 right now, and I think at normal it was at 20. I think it was normally at like 19, but there was a bit where it was at 20. That's I think true. that's the I think that's the peak of, since we started reading. True. So we will start with Mashal Magic and Muscles, a brand new series. Do we have to, though? <laughs> yes, it is in the contract. Okay. Yeah, I didn't hate this, but boy, is it like nothing even remotely new. Boy, does it seem like Worst Black Clover, that a was... series that I already like grapple with whether I like or not. That was my exact thought. was like, would you like to read Black Clover, but <laughs> worse? <laughs> no. I do like how Black Clover was the last chapter in this magazine and this was the first yeah try to give it as much separation as possible yeah i was like that's decent bookends but it's literally like how how did the how did this make it past the editors well they're like like, black clover is very popular with the kids these days yeah i don't even know that it is though yeah this is the i i think it's actually pretty popular i think it's like decently popular i don't think it's like what's selling shonen jumps no but it's it's still decently popular but it's just the it's got that wow clone feeling of it yes. of like, would you like more Black Clover? <laughs> yeah, but it's slightly different than no. Black Clover is already worse Naruto, so. <laughs> yeah. So I don't really need worse Black Clover in my life. It's about a muscle man who, in a magic world, he's going to go to Hogwarts to be the best wizard so that a corrupt policeman can become a noble. Yes. And so that he doesn't die because if you don't have magical ability, they kill you. Because he does Sparta. Yes, he doesn't have any. But they're trying to, yeah, I was like, they're trying to breed out the lowest qualities, and I really hate his character. I hate the character design more than anything, I think. Yeah, it's very dumb looking. And that's on purpose. Yes. But like, all shonen protagonists are dumb, and so he just feels really dumb. Yeah. And then I hate the fact that, so like, he keeps screwing up, and his grandfather's like, oh, he seems so contritious, is that the right Word. That's, that's not the one I would pull out, but it is correct. It okay. is cromulent. And it's just like, no, he just seems like he's an idiot who doesn't understand what consequences are. Like, he doesn't actually seem sorry, unlike, you know, certain other characters will do something idiotic and then be like, oh, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. He would just be like, oh, I am feeling sorry. <laughs> yeah, I did not care for it either. Yeah, especially the fact that he just, like, deflects magic at one point. Because he's very buff. Because he's very buff. (laughs) At least Asta got a magic sword. Yeah, it was like, well, he got an, he, like, he got an in-universe explanation. Even his grandfather is like, that's not physically possible. How did you just slap that fireball out of the air? The power of swole. I guess. Anyway, let's move on. All right. Next, we have One Piece, chapter 969, nice, full of a lord. I didn't super get, I mean, I did get this chapter, and I liked it, but I feel like it was a little odd. Yeah, I had the hiccup in the middle. Yeah. Right when, so Orochi, or Orochi's protected by somebody with the uh, Bari Bari no Mi. Which uh, is. The barrier fruit. Yes, the barrier fruit. It makes barriers. The best character in One Piece has it now. Yeah. But apparently some asshole had it before him. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, this is. Yeah, that's how it happened. A long time ago, but Bartolomeo, is that his name? Yeah. Yeah, he's great. But anyway, so he had it, so he's using it to protect Orochi, and also the, is it Mr. Three? No, not Mr. Three. Who's the the guy with the, current guy with the clone clone fruit? Yeah, I can't remember. Bon Clay. Yes, Mr. Thank Two. You. Yes, Mr. Two. Bon uh, you Clay. know, I completely forgotten that that was also a power that had already been used. Yeah. But Bon Clay's been gone for so long. I Yeah, but he's his power was also there. So they had uh, tricked everybody into making Orochi the Shogun. And then all of a sudden, Odin is dancing naked in the streets. And like, it's pretty clear what happened. It just feels super weird that we missed it. Yeah. Like, I don't know. So anyway, everyone's disappointed in him because they all thought he was going to be the hero to show up and 
beat the shit out of this asshole who needs the shit beat out of him. But Luffy's not going to show up for another like 20 years. Yes. He does this for five years and then he gets all his bros together to go do a samurai revenge. Yeah, because eventually he's like, all right, this is enough. Like, I could stand you just being kind of a dick to everybody, but like now you're purposely doing evil. So we need to go fight Kaido. And it just seems clear that he lets like. He gave some sort of threat to Odin, which is why he did this, but it seems super weird that we missed that part. Yeah, especially because I really want to know what the threat is. I assume it has something to do with that, like, laughing fruit, or the smiles, I guess, and the side effect there, but I guess that hasn't happened yet. Yeah, that's why I'm really confused. I'm like, okay, so he's got the Bari Bari no Mi. Odin is one of the dudes I could easily think of finding, like, figuring out a way to deal with him anyway like ha he's protected within this barrier and then he just literally like throws the barrier into the sea because he's odin and he's got that much like that dumb he's he's that dumb and he's that strong like i was like he's been fighting with whitebeard and roger like he shouldn't be stopped by some dude with the barrier fruit so i really i because there had to be some kind of threat there was the whole thing with the the people in towns being taken out with poison arrows. Yeah. And I'm like, that has to be something to do with it. Why did like, clearly something happened. Why didn't you show that even just a hint of like, if you don't do what I say, and then we cut to this, but it was just like, ha, I have these two superpowered people and then hard cut to ha. Now Odin acts like the village fool. Yeah. It's weird. Anything else you want to say about one piece? No, that will bring us to my hero academia. Number 258 friends. I actually like this chapter a lot. It's all about Hawks and Twice. And yes. it's mostly from Hawks' point of view. And it's kind of hard to tell if he actually thinks Twice is a good guy deep down or if he's just saying it to, like, get in. But Hawks is like, man, Twice is super scary now that he has, like, gotten over his mental hurdles and he has to be dealt with. Yeah. But he is, you know, manipulating him and, like, being an almost older brother figure to him and helping Twice, like move into this leadership role he's suddenly in. Yeah, it's very good. I love the... Twice was like, so all these people were asking me questions, and I was like, uh, I've got to take a dump, and now I'm here. <laughs> Hawk's like, oh, no, that's cool. You just you answer it this way and this way. So it's like, oh, you're so good. I can tell you're on our side for sure. Hawk's like, yep, definitely, for sure. Yes. I am not a spy. Or am I the best spy? <laughs> it's a pretty good spy. But that's most of it, though. The, like, moments are really good, but there's not a lot going on there. And it ends with all of Class A being brought together by their work-study people to evacuate a city. Not quite. Actually, no, I think it is all of them. You're right. I was like, I didn't think it was quite everybody, but then I, I think it did turn out to be everybody. There might be one or two missing. Like, the there flash might be- we get at the end doesn't show everybody, but I assume it was more a page real estate thing than a possible not there thing. Well, it also might just be like most of Class A is going to be on this work study. Like, not maybe not everyone was on a work study. I think that was mandatory. I think they all had to go. No, yeah, you're right. Because Deku and Bakugo were like, oh man, where are we going to go? Our mentors are currently busy with story stuff. Yes. Well, specifically, those two would have been looking for a work study anyway, but maybe just not everybody's work study got involved. It could be, but it seemed to me that was the implication. Was that yeah. They all did. Yeah. So. Looking, this chapter was cool, and looking forward to next chapter with, they did the thing of, last week's chapter ended with the, uh, on this day, March 20th, all the heroes disappeared from the city, and then it's like, and cut back two weeks back in time, and that's when we cut to the heroes evacuating the town, so. Yeah. It'll be really interesting to see what's going on with this. Which leads us to Demon Slayer chapter 191, which one of us is the demon? Tandro wakes up. Yes. His face is all gnarly. Yep. Muzan's like, ah, you look like the demon, not me. Yep, but Nezuko hasn't shown up yet, so it's no. not perfect. <laughs> Tanjiro does a cool firepower thing. Yep, he does part of his uh, Breath of the Fire dance or dance of the fire god, whatever it is. Also, we find out that Muzan has 12 hearts he keeps moving, which is why he's hard to kill. Well, we knew he already had the like five brains and a bunch of hearts. It was This was like kind of just the realization of the rock guy being like, oh... That's why beheading doesn't work. He's like, ah, he's got all these hearts and brains and they just keep moving around in his body. So there's no way we could do it. Wait a minute. If all of us could see into the hidden world or whatever it is, like we could strike all 12 of his vital organs simultaneously. Maybe that would kill him. (laughs) But in doubt, stab a guy 12 times. Maybe that's what they all stabbed Julius Caesar. Maybe he was a demon who had 
Yes. I don't know how 35 was it 35 <laughs> senators that killed Caesar? Yes. I really like this chapter of Demon no, Slayer. There's good. not much to say on it. I feel like there's not a lot to say on a bunch of the chapters in Shonen Jump. Uh, honestly, it was kind of an ass Shonen Jump to me. Nothing in it was bad, really, except for, you know, some of the stuff we already talked about. Yeah. But yeah. all of it was very fine. Yeah, that was that was my feeling, too. It was like, eh, like it's it's at the level where it was like, it was good, but like nothing super shot out. But like you said, not there wasn't a total lot of, oh, well, that was kind of a lame chapter. Which brings us to Hell's Paradise Chapter 85. Which is just Attack on Titan, it turns out. <laughs> well, I mean, you were asking when the guys were going to show up, and bam, here they are. <laughs> yeah, I, I did not expect them to show up with Titans breaking through Wall Cornelius. Is that a wall in Attack on Titan? I'm not an Attack on Titan guy. Well, Rosa... No, I think they're all female. Okay. I don't know why I came up with Cornelius. It sounded legitimately like, right to me. I mean, that's one of Santa's walls. <laughs> But it, it's not specifically the Titans, it's the Guardians that they had been, the Guardians of, like, the forest that they had been fighting, so clearly this dude figured out how to control them and broke the wall, which is neat, but it's like, ah, he showed up, and I do still, like I said, I really liked the moment between the girl and the blind samurai sensei dude. Yeah, I did not mean to skip right to the end, because I actually also really, really like that, even though I'm not as caught up as you are. Yeah. I really enjoyed that bit. Yeah, this was um, a culmination of last week's thing. Like, the two chapters together felt a really good arc for her being like, hey, I, I realized, like, both of us need to let go. And she, her being like, Sensei, you saved me. And he's like, no, you saved me. Like, just really good. That will bring us to Undead Unluck, Chapter 2, Union. What did you think of this week's Undead Unluck? I liked it more than last week. It's, really? I really didn't. But go on. I. It was not as grabby That's as last true. week. That's true. I certainly appreciated that. I do like their relationship a lot more in this chapter. Yeah. And I liked that it, it's it got a direction where Andy is trying to get her to fall in love with him so that he'll, because he figured out that. Well, she claims. She claims, which seems to be true, that her unluck is dependent on her affection to the target. So the reason why, cause he was like, uh, you kissed your parents. Well, she's like, I kissed my parents and they died in a plane crash. I kissed my grandpa and he died two years later of arthritis, which I do not think was me. Yeah. He was like, uh, I kissed my grandfather and he was like, meh, uh, like something bad happened to him, but nothing that bad. But then he, she was like, hey, he did die two years later, but I don't think that was me. Cause you know, he's my grandpa. And so Andy's like, all right, well, then I'll just make you fall in love with me, and then and then we'll bang, and then I'll die. I did like that, but I don't like all the exposition or the other direction this is going with the... Oh, them joining the... the yeah, or like the entire explanation of... Are they Union? It was an acronym. Yes. I think it was Union. Like the, or like even calling them negators, like people with special powers. Like, I kind of get it. I think that's probably something that sounds really cool in Japanese. Probably. And, like, there's plenty of that I appreciate, but th this one just doesn't do anything for me. And the opponents they're fighting also, I didn't think the fight scene was very good. No, but they're dead now, so. <laughs> well, I presume it. Do we do cut before the train hits them. It was a uh, a fuel semi-truck. Oh, it was a semi-truck? Okay. Yeah. But I'm assuming that they're going to be dead because they were like, there's only 10 sp spots and... There aren't any vacancies right now, and as the truck's flying at them, Andy's like, hey, look, two spots just opened up, which well, I thought was cool. Yeah, but like it didn't explode yet. There, That's where the chapter cliffhanger is. So. It's true. I don't know. I just didn't do nearly as much for me as the first one did, and even that one I was a bit mad on. Yeah. Uh, but I didn't think it had the charm of that while going in a direction. Like I said, it just seems kind of generic, and I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. Next, we have Act Age C-98, Wind, where Ogami goes off script. <laughs> yes. To try and calm K down so her acting won't be affected. Yes. And I I really liked this bit as well with some one of the commenters notices that they're like, they're giving up the play to save her acting versus she was going to give up her acting to save the play. Uh-huh. And so, like, that will probably lose them the contest because they broke script, but they're probably going to figure out what the director was trying to do. Because, like, we have that moment of, she was like, wait, no, something's happening. 
Yeah, although I don't think like a casual person would know the script of the place, and they're the ones voting, so. Yeah, but they, they specifically mentioned there are rules to the contest, like you're uh. not able to change line, because at one point they mentioned something about, I think it was the the priest was, he was saying his lines, but he like. Yeah, I, they do, were like, I don't remember the part you're talking about. Yeah, where he's like, he's supposed to be angry, but instead he's being deadpan. And they're like, that's not technically against the rules because you're uh, you're allowed to, you're not allowed to change the lines or anything like that. But you can change how you act them to try and convey the different thing between the two plays. But since they've gone off script, they've probably been basically disqualified. So like, they might lose the contest, not because they don't get enough votes, but because... They're like, well, sorry, you broke the contest rules, so you don't win. Which will make Chio even angrier. Or yes. maybe she'll go off script just to spite the contest. So they both get disqualified. Yes. That would be a very Vegeta of her. <laughs> yes, that would be. No, screw you. I'm gonna beat you at your best. You do not get to get disqualified. Or I'm, I am not I'm not winning by default. Like Bakugo. <laughs> yes, exactly. They'll have to put a muzzle on her. <laughs> also, there's some stuff with the director, and like there's one really interesting drawing of her shadow. But it seems like the moral of this story is that friendship is the way you get over anger, which does not seem like it would be a valid like option for her because she has no friends. She has no friends. Well, these guys I, might I guess become this is shown in anime, so now she will be friends. I guess that is how this works. But the play isn't technically like I think the play is over, but I think she. Yonagi might say something during this next chapter. It definitely that, could be. That gives the director the insight that she was looking for. So it's like, how did you get over this anger? Friendship, but maybe but, she'll do something that'll help out the director. Though it's hard to use the word acting in a manga about acting, and manga doesn't even have acting in it, but like the acting on the director's part, the way she's drawn, makes it seem like she's having that epiphany yeah. already. But we'll see. Yeah, so I, I thought it was pretty interesting. That will bring us to The Promised Neverland, chapter 165. You can fly, you can fly, you can fly. I can't sing. <laughs> so Isabella's grandma now, we find out. Yeah, so she got we, promoted for losing those three kids. Because she basically got promoted because they were like, well, it was your fault, but it was really the old grandmother's fault. It's like, really, it was your boss's fault for not giving you the tools you needed to succeed. Yes. So now you're your boss. Yes, you will realize that this is a very Pyrrhic victory. <laughs> and she was like, ah, well, you know, at least it's finally over. And then James shows up and he's like, no, it isn't. <laughs> I like that bit. Yeah. And he's like, you should be my friend and ally so that then I can free you. I can get that exploding chip out of you. Yep. So Isabella shows up to harvest all the kids. They, there's a line about putting them all in jars. Yes. Which I guess would mean the literal jars that we've seen them in yep. before. But I was also kind of wondering if it was supposed to be something different because, like, uh, James is from Lambda. So I wonder if he wants wonder if he wants to experiment on these kids rather than feeding them to any demons. Yeah, we'll see. And then Emma and Ray show up with machine guns and uh, Mormon, too. Although, like, my one big criticism of the chapter is the way they show up. I could not tell if they show up in the room where everybody is or if it's somewhere else. I'm pretty sure it's, it's somewhere blocked. else. Yeah, I think so, too. But the way it's blocked on the page doesn't make it very clear. And yeah. it's a pretty close close up on them. So we don't see their surroundings. Yeah, they seem to show up in a hallway versus yes. all the kids were in a room. So they might have shown up in a hallway connecting to the room. But, or my guess is they show up somewhere complete, not completely different, but somewhere else in the facility. And that would make sense to me. But like there's a noise that like in the room that draws everyone's attention. And then it, the next like panel is them showing up, yeah, with a similar noise in their panel. So, like I said, it just seemed unclear to me where the connection is. Yeah. Anything else you want to say about Promise Neverland this week? No, I I liked it. All right, that brings us to Samurai Eight, Chapter Thirty Five, Wabsabi. What did you think about Samurai Eight this week, Kevin? It was interesting. Yeah, I like in the first half I found it kind of dry and boring, but then by the end I really really liked it. Yeah, I really liked the like metaphysical explanation of God. Yeah, well, and it's like the entire chapter is very Buddhist in its point of view. Yeah, it's got a very Buddhist mysticism to it, where like Durama's like, "Hey, where do I find the box?" God, a God shows up in the computer yes. program. He's like, "Yo, I'm God. 
And Hachimura's <laughs> yes. like, oh, man, I'm your biggest fan. <laughs> yes. And they're like, hey, where's the box? And he's like, well, you've already seen the box, but you can't see the box unless you're looking for the box. Yep. And was like, so I'm not looking at the box properly. Yes. He's like, yeah. And they get into a conversation about how it's all about perspective. Because, like, the god is talking to Daruma, like, Daruma talks to Hachimaru. And Hachimaru's like, oh, man, that makes me feel even lower. Like, my boss is, like, my master's a thousand times better than me. But, yep. like, there's sometimes when a thousand times better than him. And he's like, and God's like, well, it depends on how you look at it. Because you could also look at it like, oh, me and my master aren't that different. Yeah. Actually. It could be, like, heartening. Yeah, I do really like the, how do I find the box? Well, you find the box by figuring out that you don't need to find the box. It's just, and it almost seems like the similar thing of like, how do we open the box? Well, the the box opens when you're ready to open it kind mm-hmm. of thing. Like, I really love those aspects. It reminded me of this one trap in a book series that I can't remember the name of now, but they trap somebody in this box made out of this material that like the person inside normally would have been able to manipulate, but because they've basically become corrupted, they can't. So he was like, this prison is perfect because if she escapes the prison, you have to like have basically have compassion and like understanding in order to manipulate the material. So it's like the reason we locked her up is she no longer has any compassion and understanding. And if she gains compassion and understanding enough to open the box, she won't need to be in the box anymore. Yeah. So I really liked like the weirdly philosophical stuff about it. Yeah. But at the start, I was like, this is a weirdly philosophical chapter. I don't know that that's what I want right now. But then by the end, it won me over. Yep. Anything else you want to say about Samurai 8? No. All right. Then last but not least, that will lead us to We Never Learn, Chapter 144. The Ephemeral Mermaid Sprinkles into the Promised X, Part 3. Yes, where we have Yu-Gi-Oh contests. <laughs> yes. Well, there's not like contests yet. True. We find out Fumino did not kiss Yu-Gi-Oh. Yep, she was almost about to. When the girls walk in, and uh, Ogata's like, that's not fair, I want to kiss him. I've been resisting the urge this entire time. Yep. And Hiraka's like, wait, you like him too, Ogata? He's like, and he starts to wake up and say, they're like, we should have this conversation outside. outside. I really, I really, really liked about this chapter. As Fumino's freaking out, she's like, oh man, this is the worst thing that could ever happen to me. Yeah, the My two- friends are going to abandon me. Yeah, because I we like I like this the person that they do. And like, Rocka's like, oh man, we all fell in love with the same guy. We really are perfect for each other. We we are really are destined to be friends forever. And I really like he's like, oh man, I can't believe that I got so in my head. Yeah, and stupid ab- about you all know, this. Like every person does. Yes, about like things that are completely minor. I really really like that bit. Also, Yugiya and Sensei's sister are definitely getting together in the end. This chapter confirms it because she shows up and Yugiya asks her for advice. Yes. First, he thinks it's Kirisu Sensei. Yeah. Uh, because he's half delirious because he's still a little sick. And then, yes, she's like, well, I mean, I'll marry you if it involves you getting away from my sister. He's like, what? No, that wasn't what I was saying at all. He asks her about advice for, like, athletes dating, basically. Because yeah, he's trying to figure out what he wants to do with Araka. Yep. But she she doesn't have that context, so she thinks he's trying to make a move on her. Yes. And I really like the the thing at the end It's is retrospection on, all right, so the two questions I need to answer are, how do I feel about Araka and what will make her the happiest? Which I actually really, really like because that's like a total contrast to the conversation the three girls have about how like they need to like focus on their own happiness. Yeah. And like they all agree like it's fine, you know, the best person wins sort of thing. Like we'll still yes. be friends. But like Yugi's head is like in the opposite place almost. Yeah, where and, he's like, like, I need to make her the happiest. How do I do that? Yeah. Well, because he's been that way the for, entire time. Basically for the entire time, except for when he finally gave up his goal of getting that scholarship and instead being like, I want to be a teacher. Uh-huh. Cause he was like, I need to, I need to get this scholarship to get a good job to make money so that my family can be supported. And eventually his mom like pounded it into his head. Care mm-hmm. about yourself, idiot. And so <laughs> he was like, all right. Hard. Yeah, I know. But he was like, all right, fine. I really want to be a teacher. Like even then his, his like selfish thought is like, I want to help other people. <laughs> We, I, it's good, but like I definitely like that he constantly thinks about others. Yeah, I just really like the contrast to like, yes. the big epiphany scene in the middle. Yes. Also, Kirisu Sensei fantasizes about herself being young and being able to compete for 
Yes. So maybe it'll be time travel. Maybe that's the solution. There you go. He'll time travel back and again. again and be with her forever. Or maybe she'll somehow age revert. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. No, you don't. These things happen. <laughs> yes. All right. That does it for everything we read this week. So we will jump into Jump Card. Jump Card is the segment where we rank all the chapters this week, not just the ones we talk about. From worst to best, like we said at the top, there are 19 this week. So what do you have at number 19, Kevin? Mashal, Magic and Muscles. Okay, I put it a little higher than that because, like I said, there were some things I kind of liked about it. But man, is it just like Black Clover, but not as good. Yeah, and that's what really bothered me about it was I was like, I, no, I don't want worse Black Clover. Like We just got rid of worse Naruto. <laughs> Yeah. I guess Black Clover is also worse Naruto, but it's like one degree worse Naruto. No, see, Black Clover is not as good Naruto, not yeah, worse yeah, Naruto. Gotcha. That's fair. Small degree of separation there, but it does matter. Yeah. I actually, I do really like Black Clover. I know it takes a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff off of Naruto, but... I don't dislike Black Clover. I mean, I yeah. enjoy... Re- Black Clover is one of the ones I look forward to reading every week. Yeah. Um, even though frequently I'm like, what is this fight scene? But sometimes Asta hangs out with cute girls who have a crush on him, and that's all I want out of shonen manga. It's yes. the only thing I want. I have a Gravity Boys at 19. Okay. Because, I mean, I don't want to say I'm done with this series, but like I am. every week the jokes are the same and they're not good. What do you have at 18? A Gravity Boys. Yeah. I have Chainsaw Man at 18. It just really did nothing for me this week. Like, I'm really curious if the three guys who can shapeshift and murder those guys with guns are connected to the gun devil, because they have guns, but I don't know. know. And that's, like, the only thing I found. Of no- There's a bunch of new characters that I don't care about. Yeah, and the- these are characters that I don't care about versus, like, the assassins were, like, interesting. Like, hey, here these are the assassins. Then here's your protection squad. This guy's boring, and the rest of them are dead. Okay. Sure. Uh, it's a little bit higher for me. So my number 17 was Haikyuu. This chapter is a lot of eh. Yeah, I actually like the last two pages, so it went a, lot, a bit higher for me. Okay. But I agree with you. It almost went this low for me. Yeah, it was just like last week had the whole like, hey, welcome to the Pro League thing. And I really liked that. And I I was not as big of a fan of the ending as of this one as I was last week. I have uh, Mashal Magic and Muscles at 17. Okay. Because it's not very good. At 16, I have Mitama. It's slightly better, but... I I want to talk about Mitama where I put it, because I put it okay. a bit higher this week, and sure. I want to talk about it, because I found it very interesting. But, like, say your piece on it. I I don't really have much okay. to say about it, so I we put, can just move on. I put Black Clover at 16, because okay. it belongs with National Magic and Muscles, but it belongs above it. But it was just one of those Black Clover chapters that I'm like, I guess there's a fight happening. Jerry sure has some lines on this page. Yeah. I guess that's some magic. Yeah, this one wasn't great. For number 15, I have Chainsaw Man. I just put it up here. I kind of agree with you. I was a lot less interested in a lot of the introductions. And it's like, oh, these guys can shapeshift. That's kind of neat. I wonder how that's going to work out. I have Haikyuu at 15. Okay. uh, Because, like I said, I like the ending a bit more. But I mostly agree with you. Yeah. I have Black Clover at 14. I liked it a bit more than you because I don't get as lost in Black Clover fights. But this was just kind of... All right, so here are some of the other people for Yuno to save. <laughs> Neat. Yeah. Oh, no, they've taken out the captain of the Golden Dawn. Well, well I mean, duh. Like, these guys are like the... That one of the dudes, uh, the dude who took out the captain of the Golden Dawn is like was set up to be one of the arc villains. So, like, of course he's not going to get beaten early on. I have Jujutsu Kaisen at 14. Okay. I liked some of the like time pressure stuff on it, but like the chapter overall was kind of nothing. Yeah, I have it at 13. I agree with everything you were saying. 
I have Undead Unluck at 13. And again, I said my piece on it. I just don't like this sudden shift in direction. I like the tone, I guess, better. I do like, like, Andy's goal. But, like, yeah. the organization and, like, the world setup and all the exposition stuff. Just, like, I'm like, oh, this is kind of pretty generic. Yeah. I actually have one piece at number 12. Okay, real low. I put it a bit lower than normal, too. Yeah, it that gap in the middle just really threw me for a loop. And I like I just kept I kept going back like yeah I just I don't understand this sudden shift. I mean I obviously figured out what was happening. It just feels like it's missing a step. And I presume we're gonna see it later. They're like saving it for a reveal. Yeah, it just makes this story feel really awkward. Yeah, uh, especially because it's going along with the play aspect, and there wasn't like honestly if they had just had like a curtain or something like that. Because, like, the whole thing is being done like a stage play. Like, if they had literally just had a curtain, but it seems like they'd suddenly, like, cut to an epilogue yeah. of this story. They were like, and then the well, epilogue. We, but we know that he dies at the end of the story. I know. So, so like, I'm, I'm very confused. I have me Thomas Security at 12. It had a real final chapter vibes. And if this series was going to get canceled, we're about at that point. Yep. But I kind of liked the energy of it. It felt like the guy was desperately like pouring everything he had into it to stop himself from being canceled, and like every arc should end like that. I have kind of similar feelings about Flame of Recca when we start talking about that. Okay, I just really like the energy at the end of that storyline. I mean, I like that a lot more than Mitama, but like I was like, ah, if like Mitama's going out this way, I actually kind of like this ending. But then it wasn't the end. I mean, it might just have a few more chapters. It might still be on the cutting block. I have no idea. Yeah, how it's doing popularity wise, but like when it like I guess survived with this chapter for lack of better word, I was kind of like, ah, good on you, Mitama. Like if you get this energy more often, like I could see myself starting to like this series. Yeah, kind of how I feel felt about what's it called at the end, Neolation. Okay, yeah. So I have Mission Yosakura Family at number eleven. So do I. There's like some cute stuff in it. Yeah, but it, it not amazing, but no, like. It was good. I enjoyed it. I have Undead Unluck at number 10. I just, I liked the, I like the chapter a bit more, I guess. That's fair. You don't have it too much higher than me. Yeah. I have Zipman at number 10. I like the rocket-powered sword. It's very Monster Hunter. Yes. But like the fight scene in this chapter, it's like all fight scene, but it didn't really do a lot for me. Yep. I didn't think the choreography was great. Eh. <laughs> I, was, I, I, I was thinking about it. So I've got Hell's Paradise at number nine. Like I said, I really liked the moment between the blind master and his pupil. And I do love the uh, your question of, all right, well, where are these guys going to show up? And bam, <laughs> here we are. Yeah, I also found that notable. I, I was more distracted by the Titans breaking through the yes. wall, but I also had that thought. I have One Piece at number nine. Okay. Again, I think we've said everything we have to say about yep. One Piece. I have Samurai 8 at number 8. <laughs> the philosophical talk was interesting, but like it wasn't interesting enough to catapult it into the top echelon of the chapters this week. Like it was it was definitely very good and interesting, but it was kind of one of those things of like for me sometimes interesting doesn't get trumped by comfortable. I, I get what you mean, especially when, the way you rank things. I agree. And Samurai 8 was really weird to rank for me because, like, the first, not quite half of the chapter, I found really boring and dry. Yeah. But, like I said, then it started to suck me in. I was like, oh, man, I could use more of this in, like, all my shonen stuff. Yeah. I get you. I have Act Age at number eight. I just didn't feel as strong about this as I feel like it wanted me to feel in the climax. Mm -hmm. Like, it's just like a friendship. And, like, yeah, that's what I'm here for, but. The context of it seemed different. Yeah. It seemed like such an obvious solution. I don't know. It just didn't do a ton for me. Uh, it's still, you know, top half. Yeah. So I have Dr. Stone at number seven. I do as well. It was good. I yeah. liked the old man of Barra being like, hi, I know this island better than you. I'm leading you into a trap. And then Senku being like, you fool, I've been leading you into a trap. I am a little confused on when Ryusei got revived. Like, I that didn't seem super clear to me. I'm assuming it was uh, Senku had a bottle of revival fluid that he threw down the cliff. I mean, that makes sense, but the action wasn't very clear on it. Yeah, That's that, also what I assume. Yeah, that's what I got because it was like the drone came from the bottom of the cliff and the drone controller isn't wireless. So 
I'm assuming what he did is like he knew where Yusei was, led him here, so he could drop it on, so that he could drop it on him. And also, like it's a perfect place to throw the weapon. Yeah, like every like everything worked out. Like, oh, this is like the perfect ambush spot. I have Zipman to number six. I like Monster Hunter, so giant. (laughs) So I I like the sword, and I like that he has that as a power now. I just the fights in Zipman have not been very strong, and like I I said, this arc in particular just like really lost me. I feel like once we're on the other side of it, I'll start liking Zipman again, and I still, you know, I guess it was dead center for me. Yeah, I don't dislike Zipman or anything. Yeah, no, Um, it was just a little bit higher for me. I like the kind of like dungeon boss rush thing that this arc has going on where it's literally like oh, i guess i also i forgot about this i put it lower because like i i guess we knew china got captured but i found that really generic and like they're almost playing up how tropey it is well I that mean, to they, me didn't like make it better i got you it like it it wasn't my favorite aspect of the thing but i knew like hey you're gonna play freaking mario <laughs> to save your princess well not necessarily mario but it, it's, it's like more dragon warrior or monster hunter yeah but... i was like no it's more dragon warrior where it's like hey you're gonna save the princess by defeating all of the bosses in the dungeon run i was like no that's like this guy is clearly playing a video game in real life yeah so i i, I like that the the main sun mukong villain dude yeah i have promised neverland at six I really like the Isabella stuff, but like I said, the ending and like the unclarity of the action, similar to some of the other chapters here, yep. Dr. Stone kind of put it down for me. Yeah, it's my number five. I I really liked it. I like the the Isabella thing, and I still have the, uh, so wait, is she totally working with James or no? Like, will she side with Emma Ray and Norman if they suddenly make it look like they're going to be the ones who have a chance of winning? I have my hero at five. I really, really like the Hawks twice stuff. But that's kind of it, and it's just, like, setup stuff. Yeah. I mean, it can go either way, and that's what's interesting about it. Yeah. But that's kind of all that was to the chapter. I mean, and there is, the like, literal setup for the next story at the end, but yeah. it's just, like, a dramatic page. <laughs> yeah, I have it at number four. I like the dramatic setup, and I always love Twice being freaking insane. Like, I love Deadpool as a comic book character, and this is clearly influenced a little bit by him. Where it's not necessarily the fourth wall breaking, but just the fact that like he's mentally unstable. Yeah, I think I really, really like about Twice is that like he the his mental insta- his mental illness is not realistic, and that that's not like how a dissociative identity or disorder works at all. Yes, but like emotionally, as someone who's struggled with anxiety and depression, the way he deals with his mental illness is like very realistic. Yeah, and I really like that about well, Twice. and specifically like his dissociative identity disorder might actually work that way because he can actually form copies of himself. Well, sure. But I mean, like, that's not a real, he doesn't have a real mental illness, yes. but he's treated the way that like the way he's written is like someone with a real. Yes. Mental illness. I, I got you. It's whereas like Toga's is just crazy as yes. much as I like Toga too. Yeah. I like my villains to be crazy, man. It's fun. Or are we four? Yep. I have Demon Slayer at four. It was a little hard when we talked about Demon Slayer to talk about what was so good about it. I think it's just like always it's the art, but it's not the action art in this case. It's like the disdain on Tanjiro's face. And like Yep. I really love that kind of like parallel shot of Tanjiro and his ancestor, the first the guy who invented the breathing techniques, facing off against Muzan, like I'm here to defeat you. Yeah. Or it's not I'm here to defeat you, like I'm here to end this. Yeah. It's really good. Yep. So I have act agent number three. I just really loved the moment where they're like, we're going to sacrifice the play to save your acting as opposed to her sacrificing her acting to save the play and like what they were willing to do for her. Cause like a ton of stakes are on the line for them too, but they were like, no, we can't let you go out like this. Like, so we're going to save you kind of like screw, <laughs> screw the money. We have rules. <laughs> I have Hell's paradise at three. Mostly just because I really like the stuff between the master and his apprentice. Um, I got you. Which is, like I said, kind of what we didn't talk about. Yeah. But I thought that was a real strong emotional beat. It was, and I was reading through it. It was the first one that really got to me. As much as I did like the Twice and Hawk stuff. Yep. So I have Demon Slayer number two. It was just extremely solid. I, I actually did like the Hinomi Kagura, if I'm pronouncing that right, the fire dance technique he used yeah it looks good we only see it for like a panel yeah but. and it's not one of the super flashier ones a lot of the time i actually tend to like the the water moves like they really flow well but 
it still looked really good. And I, like I said, I really liked that parallel of Tanjiro and the, his ancestor and then being like, all right, moves on. It's time to end this. Mm-hmm. I have Samurai hit it too. Like right. I said, I just like, it's, I think it was the turnaround for me that made okay. me put it so high that I started out being like, oh, this is going to be like generic exposition-y stuff. But then by the end, like just the philosophy of it, I really, really enjoyed yep. as, you know, 101 as it is. Yes. But that's, you know, what you need for pop philosophy. Well, especially pop philosophy for extremely young kids. Yeah. Plus, that's the really the philosophy I tend to understand since I don't actually study philosophy. Yeah. Well, and that's fair. I mean, it's 101 is the most interesting of almost any subject. Yeah. We Never Learn's great. Yeah, both of the revelations were extremely good. So I really liked Fumino kind of being like, oh, no, my friends are going to hate me forever. And then just being like, uh, you know, like, of course, we all fell in love with the same dude. We're perfect for one another. And we didn't even talk about like the Konami and Senpai stuff, like with them eavesdropping on that. Konami and Kirisu. Kirisu. I can't think of her name. Well, you, you, you keep calling her Senpai. It's like, no, it's Konami Senpai. senpai. Like, Kirisu Sensei. Yes, yes, you're right. But yeah, them them two also kind of like obviously they've kind of fallen for him too, which is something that was really nice. But they're I really like the contrast of the the three friends that were hanging out together, but the two of them are like out on the side of the room yeah. having their own discussion. Like, hey, we came in like we came into this race fourth and fifth, and uh, we're not part of the the lead group, I guess. That's all right. He's going to end up with Sensei's sister. It's going to be a whirlwind romance. They'll ice skate in America together. Yu-Gi-Oh! will be terrible at it. Yes. Or he will go with the way of the popularity contest and somehow end up with Kirisu. <laughs> she has time travel boobs. Everything is possible. Yeah, so she uses it on herself to travel to her <laughs> younger body and be like, hey, guess what? We can date now. That's how that works. Sure. Yeah. So yeah, we never learn. It's great. And we have something else great after the break which is Flame of Rekka. So stay tuned for that. So we read Flame of Rekka, Volume 1, again on the recommendation of, I cannot remember this guy's Pre-bill. name. Pre-bill. I wanted to call him Post-Build. That's <laughs> not right. This is not a deconstruction of a model kit. Yes. So just like looking at Flame of Rekka a bit, I saw a lot of comparisons to Yu Yu Hakusho, which made it very hard not to read it with that lens in mind. Mm-hmm. And I can definitely see it. Yeah. But I don't know if I would have, if I hadn't been told that, basically. What did you think of Flame of Wreck, Kevin? I liked it. Initially, I did not like the villain character. I, yeah, I had very similar feelings about that. When she first shows up. When she first shows up, it really bothered me. And Like, then, her goal is so unclear. Yeah. But, but then it gets... But then when she reveals what her actual goal is, it's like, oh, this makes so much more sense now. And I started to like her. I was like, okay, you, you won me by the end of the volume. That's fine. Especially because she doesn't show up in the first chapter. So it's not like that would have been a turnoff for the series. Yeah, the chapter breaks in it are really weird. Reading it as a volume, that's not a problem. And where the volume breaks, I think, is actually quite good. Yes. But I was having the thought throughout, like, man, if this was the first chapter, I don't know that there's anything to really hook me there. And I had similar thoughts. Just like the chapter breaks all felt really weird to me. Yeah. And it's a little weird that we have a story in the mid with one calling her a villain isn't right. But with an antagonist that then yes. immediately comes back again, it all works and I get what it's going for, but it is a little odd from a pacing perspective. And I feel like it would have been really weird reading it week to week. Yeah, potentially. But I super enjoyed it. This is the sort of shonen stuff I was like hoping to find when we started this podcast. Yeah, this was this was very good. Like I said, I, I had that little bit of hesitation right at first, mainly just because of the antagonist. But I liked Rekka as a character and I liked his. I'm going to be a ninja, regardless of the fact that that doesn't make any sense. No, he's like, I will be a ninja. Whoever beats me will be my master, and I will serve them loyally and without question die for them because that's what ninjas do. Yep. I was like, that's weirdly specific goal for a young kid to have. Like, I shall he, serve he someone. Unto, I know. But it's like, I shall serve someone unto death. And I, I didn't mean like a young, like 10 year old. Yeah. I meant like even a 16 year old being 
it is weird. I just wanted to give a uh, sense. He is older than Naruto. Yes. He is Yusuke Hirameshi. Oh, I guess he's really older than Yusuke, actually. Yeah, because Yusuke's in middle school, right? Yeah, he's 14. Yeah. Well, then he meets a cute uh, girl who's nice, and he's like, oh, I'll serve her instead. Yep. You know, like, that does seem like something a 16-year-old boy yep. would do. Wow, she's hot. You're going to be my master. What? You're going to be my master. To be fair, it's a little more than that, but it yes. is mostly that. <laughs> yes. There weren't any contracts involved, but... And she's like, my name's not Princess. She's like, yeah, it's fine. I'll just go call you. And she's like, okay, I'm okay with this. I like that they both have weird powers, and that's what they bond over. Yes. She has healing powers, and he can create fire. Yep. And um, at first, he's like, yeah, I can just, like, create sparks with my fi- when I rub my fingers together. Like, I can snap and make, a, like, a spark. Yeah. Which is cool. And it's like, ninjas use gunpowder. His dad is a fireworks. Yeah. Creator? I don't know what word to use. Artist? Maker. Fireworks, fireworks maker. maker. Yeah, I was like, fireworks maker? Smith? Fireworks Smith. Crass, there you go, Fireworks Craftsman. That's a pretty good one. So he, in his fighting style, uses a bunch of mostly smoke bombs, but also some other explosives. Yeah, he's got some like M80s and stuff to make noise. I do like the first fight scene with the... Domon. Domon, the Kuwabara yes, equivalent. Yes, the Kuwabara with a worse design. Yes, well... I like his character. Yeah, I said design. His, yeah, I, I got, I got you. But I just, I definitely love where he's like fighting him, and he triggers the pitfall. Like, uh, I planned this fight. I planned this fight days in advance. I dug a pitfall. <laughs> I did like Domon, but the entire time I was like, oh man, it does kind of suck that we just have worse Kuwabara in this. Yep, it's uh, Monkey Kuwabara. Yeah, I mean, not that like worse Kuwabara is better than no Kuwabara. I yes, guess, but. That was the most like, Yu Yu Hakusho comparison moment I had. Yeah. Def- and like, I do wonder if I would be comparing him so disfavorably to Kuwabara if I hadn't had that idea planted in my head. I did not have that idea planted in my head, and I was still like, hey, look, it's Kuwabara. <laughs> so. Fair. But anyway, yeah, he, p- people are always challenging him to fights because he said that whoever beat him, he would serve. I don't um, think that's net, like. Th- well, some of them. Some of is. them. Like Domon, it seems to be. That's the case. Yeah, he because he would eventually like people kept challenging him to fights because he was a good fighter. That too. So like his and eventually he just started telling the people he was fighting, "Hey, if you manage to beat me, I'll be your servant." But anyway, as he and this cute girl are showing each other their weird powers, a weird dark woman shows up. It's like you're gonna be mine, Rekki. He's like, nope, I just promised to be hers. Yep, <laughs> you're literally five <laughs> minutes too late. Good try. <laughs> good luck in the next life. And she's like, no, you're going to kill me. He's like, no. And then they kung fu fight. Yes. And the fight scenes in this are pretty good. They're a little uneven. There are some I definitely like more than others. Yeah. This first one is one of the worst ones. And I think that's part of why both of us were a little like, what's going on here? Yes. And especially since she like, it seems like she's trying to kill them despite what she just said. Like her motivations are very unclear, even though it's a super obvious trope thing. Yes. Anyway, they... Because I honestly, I don't remember her telling him right away that he was going to be the one to kill her. She does, but then she's like completely 180s on it, and it's really weird. Yeah, because I thought she was just like, you're going to be mine. That's what she does afterwards. Okay. It's it's very odd. Anyway, and and like, what really is at the core of it, though, is all the characters are good. Yeah. Like, worse Kuwabara is still pretty okay. Yeah, well, Uh, he's just worse Kuwabara from a visual standpoint. Yeah, I guess he's just uglier Kuwabara. <laughs> yeah, he's he's uglier Kuwabara because he's not he's not exactly the same as Kuwabara. Yeah, he doesn't have that gang following him. Right? He, he doesn't have, have the gang. Friend. He doesn't have quite the same relationship with Rekka. No, nor is he like Kuwabara is way more compassionate. He's just like the big strong dude that everyone told him like, "Come on, you can beat that guy up." Till eventually, he was like, "I'm the guy who beats like I'm the guy who beats other people up because I'm this big huge dude." Versus Domon clearly seemed like. You know, he's more antagonistic and doesn't it's not that he doesn't care about people, but he doesn't have the same caring level that Kuwabara does. Yeah. But he's like, I really like I actually really like during one of the later fights where Rekko is like, hey, wait a minute. Are you always fighting with me just to make her jealous <laughs> or not? It's just like, are you always fighting with me to get closer to her? He's like, no. Uh, yeah, I was saving that for the best character when we get to the best character in the okay. series. But I really like Yanagi, who is the girl he's serving, and like she wants to draw kids' books. So she's like always drawing like Rekka Man, which yes. is this fire powered 
character based on I think on it's him. Flame Man. It might be. I thought his name was in there. I think she admitted his name, and it was Flame Man, but maybe, maybe you're right. Maybe it's Recommend. Uh, and they're very bad, and it's just very charming in that yes. way, like like that quirky shonen character way that works instead of the one that feels forced. Yeah, I definitely really like the moment where he's she's like, what do you think? And he was like, should I tell her that I think it's adorable? And then uh, he's got the, it sucks. And she's like, how could you do that to me? And he's like, it was great. She's like, you're a terrible liar. Yeah. And then there's the best character, which is uh, Fuko Kurosawa, who is Rekka's childhood rival. Yes. Slash friend, who is also a ninja girl. I guess she like throws, what are they called? Like the Senban, like the things Haku throws. And she is always yep. challenging Rucka to fights because she wants to boss him around like a slave. Yep. That's not sexual at all. No. I guess by the end, they're like, yeah, I guess we always had a brother-sister relationship. Wink, wink. Domo and you have a chance. Yes. Well, especially because Rekka is now involved with someone else. Well, kind of, sort of. She's super oblivious to it. Uh, Rekka clearly wants that. I think he also is like into the ninja thing enough that like that's not really his primary goal. At least like in his head, he can convince himself of that. Yes. Well, he he wants both. Like yes. But it was because they grew up as kids, and Rekka was always winning. But she also clearly has a crush on him. Yes. Like it's not even a little bit of a question. I do like that the first thing she does is go up and slap Yonagi. He's like, you were supposed to dodge that. Yeah, she, <laughs> like, even she Rekha has... Could yeah, dodge that. Yeah, she's like, how how did you not dodge? <laughs> like, I love that, like, she has a bigger look of surprise on her face than Yonagi does, because it's like, wait, wait, what? That, that wasn't supposed to hit you? What's going on? Because she still thinks that Yonagi had to beat Rekka in order to become his master, because that's what he was... He told everybody yeah he was like no i just decided that she was going to be it yeah no it's, it's fine and then we get to the climax which is really good which is after he beats fuko mystery shadow lady shows up and is like hey your name needs wind you should take this cool wind gauntlet i have it'll yes. give you wind powers you you can gain mastery <laughs> over the wind and make wind blades <laughs> then you could beat up Rekka, and then he has to follow you right that's how that works yeah so she tries to beat Rekka with wind powers, and it's not sexual at all that she feels like euphoria from it and has gives keeps giving him bedroom eyes looks the entire fight. Yep. She's definitely not masochistic at all. Or sadist, sorry. Well, to be fair, a mind control gem is involved. Yes. So we don't know how much of it is Shadow Lady and how much of it is what Fuko wants deep inside. She's 16. She's still figuring things out. Yes. But then Domon gets involved because he has a crush on her. Yep. And Shadow Lady is like, yeah, actually, to win, like, Rekka has to, like, actually use his powers in a fight. And we find out, like, he has much more pyrokinetic control than he, even he showed Yanagi. Yep. Yeah, because at first he was like, yeah, I can, like, make a spark. And this, he, like, literally makes a blade out of fire. And he's like, oh, I've never done this before. I hope it works. But, like, I'm going to have does. to because I can't get to her. And that's what I, I don't super like the ending of the fight. I like all of it in concept. It's just some of the way it's drawn okay. and like the timer on it. Yeah. That feels arbitrary. Um, he does, for for some reason, destroying the mind control gym does make her clothes explode. Yes. But that does lead to some good comedy bits. Yes. <laughs> Where he's like trying to avert her gaze and she's like, what are you doing? And then looks down and is like, ah, and slaps him. <laughs> and Yagi's like, hey, you cannot look at girls like they. Their boobs are precious like angel wings. Yes. <laughs> Domon is like, wow, he's getting <laughs> scolded like she's his mother. <laughs> it's very good. Yeah, that was super solid. So anyway, yeah, I super liked it. Yeah, it was very good. Anything else you wanted to say about it, Kevin? Like, I would highly recommend this series after reading just the first volume. Yeah, this is definitely a 90s manga, but... Yes, but like I, in I'm a good way yeah. in a lot of ways? Yep, I'm enjoying it. It's got that Yu Yu Hakusho energy. It's got like what I wanted Shaman King to have when we went back to it. Yeah. That it was missing. Yeah. Now, I since I neither of us have read it before, I can't say like, oh, it was so fun going back to this. But it's definitely something I want to read, even though I'm not in the 90s right now. So, like, that's good on it. All right. Anything else you want to say about it? No. Well, that just leaves us with personality power level, then. Vegeta, what does the scouter say about his power level? Personality power level is the segment where we rank manga characters from best to worst. At the top is our favorite wannabe ninja, Uzumaki Naruto. 
the very bottom is a wannabe Yamcha. That guy who's not Yamcha from that time I got reincarnated is Yamcha. Yep. And dead in the center is Red from Pokemon Adventures. I definitely don't think Rekka is as good as Naruto. No. Or my son, Yusuke Urameshi. No. How do you think he compares to Asta, who also wants to be Naruto? I think he's better than Asta. Not by a ton, but that starts leading into weird gradients with the thing. So I do think he's better than Asta. I agree. I also think he's probably better than Goku, who we haven't compared anyone to in a while. Yes. Yeah, I'd go with that. Speaking of 90s characters, how do we think he compares to Ranma? I think I like him a bit more than Ranma. Obviously, he's got, like, I've only read the first volume of both of them, but Ranma is in that comedy thing, so I think that that limits his character growth just a little bit. Certainly, the, Ranma ends up having that sitcom problem. Yes. Where it never goes anywhere. That, that's I think, more what I meant. Like, you can explore a little bit more with Ranma than you can with Rekka. True. Um, Although it's a, I don't want to say a problem with Ranma, but a thing about Ranma is he's not really for exploring the things you expect him to be about exploring. If you read him in 2019. Yes. That well, series would have to be different if it, was, if it was coming out now. That series would not come out now. Let's, let's be or, honest. Or, or, well, maybe. I think you could do it, but it would definitely. It would definitely to... not be sold in Shonen Jump. Oh, well, maybe not. Well, to be fair, this is never in Shonen Jump. True. I'm willing to say he's a little better than Ranma, if that's how you feel. Yeah, that's just the the gut feeling I'm getting off of him. So then how does he compare to Guts? As of right now, I'd rank him below Guts. Okay. I like the kind of the tragedy of Guts and the like the stuff he's going through. And I know a lot more about Guts than I do about Rekka. Like, I've read one volume of Rekka and a lot of Guts. And so I really like his kind of tragic backstory. I, I My guess has to put him below Raka from My Hero Academia. Yeah, especially recently she's been really good. Which means, is he better or worse than Claire from Claymore? Is what we're going to ask. Yes. I, I want to put him above. I also do kind of like having him right above Ranma after the discussion we had. If we're going to put him above Ranma, which would put him below Claire. I'm okay either way. I'm still leaning towards above because I feel like Claire is a lot more of a blank. And I mean, she's he's still kind of above her. Like, I don't want to specifically put him on the list. Like, oh, he should go right above this guy. Like, that just... Okay, well, that's fine. I will defer to you. Yeah. Uh, Rekka Hanabishi will go at number 16 above Claire from Claymore and below Uraka from My Hero Academia. And that does it for this week. Kevin, what are we going to read next week? So... Next month is going to be, fe- well, I guess this month is going to be February. Happy February, everybody. Happy Super Bowl tomorrow, I guess. Yeah, sure. I'm not a professional football guy. But since it's going to be February, I kind of wanted to revisit Shoujo because that was one of the, it, not specifically Shoujo, but one of the reasons I wanted to get in on this podcast was to kind of like force me to read stuff that I wouldn't necessarily go out of my way to read. And I'd been thinking about, to back when we started this with one of the first shoujo that we decided to read, which was Cypher, which actually just really grabbed me with a, I kind of just want to keep reading this and see where it goes. And I bought a full set, so we might as well take advantage of that. Yeah, that did account for it a little bit. So we will be reading Cypher Volume 2 next week. We might do a lot of Volume 2s this month, because there's a lot of stuff we did last February that I would like to revisit. Yeah, that's possible. Plus, February is the second month, right? So, these make sense. Until then, op- our opening theme is Fighting Against One's Will by Midair Machine. Our closing theme is A Psychic Fistfight by Tom W. Emmerich. Other music on the show is by Spectacular Sound Productions, and our album art is by Kate Wind on DeviantArt. www.patreon.com slash lastpodcasts is our Patreon page where you can throw us some money if you so choose. Right now, most of the benefits are aimed at our other podcasts. But I'm quitting my job soon, so maybe we will get something up there for Jumpstart soon. Yeah. Anything you want to plug this week, Kevin? Not this week. Have a great week, guys. Yes.
insinuation It's gotta stop